one of the most perilous times in American history and world history because these people are not only have their moral compasses broken, they are intellectually incompetent. They are like late generation, late stage colonial empires. And that, you know, that second and third wave of colonial administrators are not only morally corrupt, morally bankrupt, but intellectually daft. Hey, guys, that was attorney Robert Barnes, who was on Alex Jones today. And it was a must hear interview because we really are in the most perilous times in American history. Not since the Revolutionary War have we been so close to the precipice of total tyranny. And my longtime friend Bix Weir is back to help me break down all of it, including the death of Lord Rothschild. The timing is very interesting as the old guard is dying off while the Great Awakening takes off globally. Thanks so much for tuning in, friends. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. Have you guys taken a good look at the banks lately? On the surface, everything looks fine, but there's a whole lot more going on underneath. Debt is hitting a record high. It's really scary when you stop and think about it. Why risk your money for a tiny return when things are so shaky? This is where Noble Gold Investments can help. The money printing is never going to end, and Noble Gold Investments is like a friend who knows about keeping money safe, and they suggest gold and silver. Now keep in mind, there's always a risk of investment, and there's no guarantee, but they do have a sweet deal, a free one quarter ounce gold standard gold coin this month if you qualify. If you're curious, just give them a call right now at 877-646-5347 and tell them SGT Report sent you. It's just a chat, no pressure, but they'll help you figure out if gold and silver are right for you. Just visit noblegoldinvestments.com and take the first step toward a safer financial future. 877-646-5347. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very, very much for coming on back to the show. It's Sean from SGT Report. And I got to tell you, what crazy, crazy times we live in. As the Marxists reveal themselves for who they are and they're destroying their states and their cities and people around the world are watching, the old guard is literally dying off and his dirty blood-soaked money couldn't save him, nor could it save his Zionist soul. The only thing that could save Lord Jacob Rothschild is if he repented to our living God before he passed, which undoubtedly he did not do. Friends, we've got a blockbuster show for you here today, and Bix Weir is back. How are you, Bix? I'm good. I didn't know the Rothschilds had souls, so hey, <laughs> there's something new I learned. Yeah, let me just play this, and uh, let's just do a little chit-chat about the passing of Lord Rothschild. This from the Independent. Financier dies, aged 87. He was a financer. Oh, how funny. Member of the Rothschild banking family, Lord Jacob Rothschild has passed. The British peer started his career in the family bank, N.M. Rothschilds and Sons. In 1963, he co-founded J. Rothschild Assurance Group. Here's the thing, man. Let me just sound under. These people are responsible for the deaths of tens of hundreds of millions of people over the ages. They've been in control of our money supply for, well, Bix, I want to turn this over to you. Your comments on the passing of Lord Jacob Rothschild. Well, first, um, it looks like he died at a very young age for a for one of our Lord Rothschilds. Um, 87, you know, normally they'll they'll live over 100 with all the technology they have. And, you know, they have no soul to, to speak of, as far as I can tell. Now, I don't know these guys. I never met them, but I've seen what they've done. I've seen what their banking system has done 
to humanity. And it's like the worst thing you could possibly imagine. So um, good riddance. I don't know if there's a Rothschild uh, replacement for him. He was like the the head of the, the spear when it came to the Rothschilds. Um, obviously, there's a lot of family members, but I don't know of anyone who the next one is below him. So, uh, I mean, I think it's a great thing that he's gone. I don't know how much influence he had in his later years, but definitely the Rothschild Bank I've dealt with in my banking career. And <laughs> they used to laugh and say, we have no rules and regulations we have to follow. They don't they don't go out and buy stocks and you know, like BlackRock does. They'll go buy um, warrants on the on the company's um, debt that they are literally. If the company goes under, they take every asset of the company, and then they destroy the company in various ways. So, yeah, good riddance to uh, one of the Rothschilds. Hopefully, it's not as strong as a you know, entity as it was before uh, he passed. Well, the other thing I would just mention, too, is that uh, I've long held the suspicion that uh, essentially BlackRock and Vanguard are Rothschild, etc. Not just Rothschild, but the uh, aristocracy, the deep pocket money, the real money, the trillionaire money. That is BlackRock and Vanguard. But you have to really appreciate what uh, they're trying to do here as he passes. And I'll quote, devoted public servant and passionate supporter of charitable causes in Israel and Jewish culture, a keen environmentalist, think Green New Deal, folks, no car for you, no single family home for you, no natural gas, no coal powered plants, nothing for you because of the environment. Uh, I know that the power still exists with the Rothschild family, but you're right. The passing of this guy at age 87, when people like, uh, oh, I don't know, Kissinger, David Rockefeller, these guys usually live into their 90s, 99, 100. 87 is young for a Rothschild. It makes you wonder what really happened, Bix. I hadn't even heard he was sick. Yeah, it was kind of out of the blue. Not that many people follow what he does, but um, and you don't know if that's his real age. We There's a lot we aren't told about these people. Uh, he could be 120 for all we know. And, and you know, but that would raise questions. How how come the rich get to live so long? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's good riddance. And uh, there's a lot more people like him to fight and to expose. So our job never ends. A champion of the arts and culture. Have you seen some of the art, folks? Let me display it for you. They're really into Satan and Lucifer. The arts reminds me a little bit of uh, Comet Ping Pong in the art there. Oh, and by the way, isn't that interesting? It is said that James Elephantis is a bloodline of these same people. Guys, follow the bloodlines. What a crazy world we live in. But thank God people are waking up in droves. The Marxist nutjobs have lost their minds and the whole world sees it now. So our victory is near. Here's Robert Barnes with Alex Jones. Not only these individual states within the country, in terms of New York, Delaware, Illinois, California, all of whom have issued insane verdicts, Delaware against Elon Musk, California in multiple contexts, Illinois in multiple contexts, uh, you shouldn't invest in these states. You shouldn't be in these states if you can get out. But if you're a foreign investor, why invest in the United States at all? You have a Biden administration that's weaponizing the entire legal apparatus. This is we're going to see a backlash like we saw with the Russian sanctions. The sanctions on Russia led to a bunch of foreign investors deciding America is no longer a safe place to do business. And what happens when they look at what's happening to Trump and decide even more people say, we don't want to do business in America. And Many by the way, Barnes, you're not just saying that. 
for people that don't know the history, Saudi Arabia is decoupled from the U.S., India is. This is devastating. The blue cities are already devastated, and there's already a flight out of these cities. And, 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 and now, I mean, no one invests in Venezuela because you know the government will grab your stuff, folks, for no reason. This, I, I, I mean, I want to think there's a method to their madness. You know, they have build back better, collapse things, take it over. But they're collapsing their own power bases. You've been in these courts. You know these people. You've been around the country. These judges, these whack jobs, these Fannie Willis's, all of them obviously insanely corrupt. You scratch the surface. Everything they say about Trump is what they're doing. Do they have any conscious understanding, second, third, fourth order, what they're doing? Are they only thinking one-dimensionally? Uh, it's what we've been talking about, that we have, we're in one of the most perilous times in American history and world history because these people are not only have their moral compasses broken, they are intellectually incompetent. They are like late generation, late stage colonial empires. And that, you know, that second and third wave of colonial administrators are not only morally corrupt, morally bankrupt, but intellectually daft. You know, when Hillary Clinton is the kind of people you're putting up, you're not putting you're not bringing their best. And so the, the problem is that's when we're at the most risk. That's when the world is at the most dangerous stage. Because that's what the kind of leadership we had that led to World War One. Perfectly stated. Bix, he makes a great point. Barnes cites Hillary Clinton. If that's the best they have, they're hopelessly morally bankrupt. And oh, and by the way, Soros, another connection to Rothschild and Rockefeller, a puppet of the real money masters. And we are now in one of the most perilous times in American history and in world history, but guess what, Bix? The world is waking up. Everybody can see it. Did you happen to see the speech from the philosopher King Bukele at CPAC? It is powerful. It is exactly what CNN, MSNBC, and the Washington Post don't want the American people to hear. And he's a politician from a foreign country, El Salvador. I agree. And you look at how bad can it get? Well, you got out of the entire country, you got Joe Biden running for the Democrats. I mean, that you can't even have a debate with Joe Biden. So clearly something massive is going to happen before the election. I don't even think there will be an election because you, you just look at the people in, in power now and the best they can put up is a guy who can barely speak mm -hmm. and barely walk. This this will never, ever, ever get to a Trump Biden election, even though they they rigged every vote and they have been and both sides seem content with not changing that for the past, what, five decades. But the reality is the people are at least awake enough now to see that there can't be a debate for a presidential election if Joe Biden is in it, because who would who would he debate and how could he debate? He can barely speak. So I, I think they're, they're planning some big false flag event before uh, the election, most likely. If the good guys are in charge, like I believe it'll be a financial collapse because Trump doesn't want a financial collapse on his watch, even though you know it should have collapsed on his watch as well because of the built up corruption, because of the misallocation of wealth. Something big, big, big is happening. And we have a time frame between now and election time. Well, we're going to get to uh, silver and gold, guys, and Bitcoin, by the way, which is up $2,000 today because we are in the midst of the financial collapse. All right. Here's the thing, guys. NVIDIA last week had a God candle of $250 billion. They reported earnings that were blowout earnings because they have a monopoly in the space. 
and the stock market value of NVIDIA soared by $250 billion in one day. Well, why? Well, number one, Wall Street had underestimated the monopoly and power of NVIDIA. But number two, there is no place to put capital anymore. That's why the Magnificent Seven are at nosebleed levels, while the rest of the stock market, look at the charts, the rest of the stock market is trending far lower over time, but the Magnificent Seven are going up as all the capital pours into big tech. We'll get there in a second, but let's stay over the target here with the great awakening about these Marxists. I have to play this clip. This is really, really, really something else. This is about the judge in the E. Jean Carroll case. Remember the nut job suing Trump because he raped her, she says, but she can't name the time. She doesn't have any evidence, but she got a judgment of like $83 million. Then she went on TV and she bragged about how she was going to spend it on clothes and vacations and cars for her friends. Okay, you're going to love this, guys. Listen, look at the case you worked on. Look for uh, uh, all the way in the bottom of miscellaneous second line, 2021, 2022. He was Kaplan was presiding judge on mattering oh, relating wow. towards Virginia Gurefray and Prince Andrew. Click on that on six. Watch what happens here. What happens to the case? Click on the just click on. That's the one. Click right there. Zoom in and just go to the top. Yeah. Bah, bah, bah. The Jennifer Andrew reached case was dismissed by the party stipulation in March 2022 without going to trial. Prince Andrew. So yeah. let me get this straight. This case. Read the top. Federal Court, Virginia. You know who Virginia, uh, uh, Joe, I mean, we just talked Sexually about her, right? Girl That's from right. Epstein Island. From Epstein Island, second son of wow. for sexual assault under court, uh, several uh, sexual encounters with Andrew in the early 2000s at the age of 17 after being sex trafficked by American financier and convicted by sex offender Jeffrey Epstein. Dismissed without going to trial, what? yet Trump's. $83.3 million. Wow. Wow. What a freaking fine. Great fine. That is insane. All right. So I think you guys get the point. I think that the new mantra for Joe Biden's campaign should be no rules for we, just rules for thee. That should be his campaign mantra because we now live in a banana republic, Bix. <laughs> yeah, we do. And again, you got to remember we're watching a, a play, a show. I do believe in everything I that points in, in that direction that that at least people within the Trump administration never gave power over to these crazy Democrats. So everything we're seeing that we think, oh, my God, how could this actually happen is not really happening or there's a way out. For example, the Fannie Willis thing. Everybody's like, oh, my God, this is so ridiculous. And they got a judge on their side who who you know contributed to Fannie Willis's campaign. Um, how how is Trump ever going to get out of this? And then all of a sudden they they pull the hey Fanny you you're beyond corrupt sleeping with a a pseudo prosecutor that you hired a special prosecutor that you hired had no experience at all that you're having sex with get him on on stand and this is what it does it exposes the corruption on that side so had this not happened the corruption would be there we we, we wouldn't see it now we're seeing it. So I, I get it, but it is still infuriating that we have to watch all this instead of them just come coming out and saying, hey, here's the people we're arresting and here's why they're being arrested. And then we can, you know, just tell us the truth, for Christ's sake. All we need is a little bit of truth. And I'm screaming at the good guys and the bad guys. We can handle the truth. It's all right. We, we're grown up enough for these past 10 years. We can handle the truth. Start speaking the truth. Yep. 
What you guys are seeing on my screen right now, too, is, in my belief, a symbol or evidence of the spiritual warfare that's being waged against we the people, against humanity. Because again, Lord Rothschild, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the United Nations, the Davos elite, they hate humanity and they're trying to depopulate humanity through a bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine, by chemtrails, by geoengineering the food, poisoning the food and water, etc. This photo you see on your screen right now is an actual picture of the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, Linda Thomas-Greenfield, as shown on the NBC Nightly News with CIA Mockingbird Lester Holt on February 1st, 2022. OK, I don't know what the heck this is, folks, but I'm going to show you that this really appeared on the NBC Nightly News. What the heck is that sitting in the United States chair? Okay, <laughs> She is a black woman, but I don't know what the heck this is. OK, this almost looks like a demon manifesting itself on video, or it's just a CIA op. Because Bix, I saw this live while I was working out at my gym on the treadmill. I swear to God, I saw this live. And then it kind of went viral later on. And I went back and I watched the NBC Nightly News off their own website. And I found it. It's real. It really happened. What the heck is this, Bix? Can you please explain? Any idea? Well, yeah, you, you can't take anything anymore as real that you see on video on pictures on you know they have the ability to do deep fakes like you would not believe they could turn her into anybody you want um so i don't i don't put much credence in it at all um but it did appear on the nbc nightly news so this was a decision to put this behind lester holt okay so whether or not it's a psyop whether or not it's a photoshop or whether or not it's a manifestation of an actual demon it did appear on the NBC nightly CIA news. So I find it extremely fascinating. And by the way, the reason I reposted this is because that same witch just voted the one veto of stopping the terror, stopping the genocide in Gaza was the US. The one veto to end the genocide in Gaza was her, the US. So now the whole world sees us as the bully that we've become. And it's not you and me. It's not the listeners. It's not we, the people. This is not our government picks. Our government has been hijacked by maniacs, psychopaths and genocidal killers, man. I, I agree. But at the same time, again, most of what we're seeing is a play. It's a staged fake thing to I think it's to wake us up. But not right now. It's just pissing us off. Um, I, I hope, you know, when Trump got in, I was like, I was very excited that he would change the number one thing I've been fighting for for the last 20 years, which is in the rigging of the markets. He turned it up a notch. He rigged it more than anybody else. And I get why he wanted to do that so he can take out a lot of people and, and you know expose things. But the reality was, it, and it's been the same since 1913, whoever's in power has just kicked the can down the road as far as market manipulation. Now we, we're so far past anything close to free market trading. When you, you read read the book, and I, I just read this book, it's called um, Going Infinite by Michael Lewis. It's about FTX and uh, Sam Bankman-Fried and, and what he was doing over at FTX to rig prices. And it got into what Binance does to rig prices. It's the same thing the U.S. government does to rig prices on the, the New York Stock Exchange, the, the Comex, 
the bond market, the stock market, you name it. There is nothing real anymore. So for this to leak into uh, the media and, and how we vote, everything is fake. Everything is fake. And that's that's our biggest problem now is we just need to we need a whole lot of truth and honesty. Cryptos could get us there with decentralized type of stuff. But right now, we just need our leaders to tell the truth and stop treating us like we're babies. Stop showing us things that make no sense at all and get back to or at least get to a place where we can trust the people who are leading our way forward because right now you can't trust anybody on the good side or the bad side the beautiful part is bix and here's the next news item like a war zone farmers surround eu headquarters building the world is waking up the world is sick and tired of the tyranny and the green new deal and the rothschild domination over our money markets and our money itself the world is fed up bix and uh i just think it's wonderful to be part of this great awakening and by the way War cycle will continue to build in 2025. Charles Nenner sees super bull market in gold and silver. Nenner says his wealthy clients see dark days ahead for the world and have actual bunkers to go along with a bunker mentality. Here's the thing, too. When I was working out yesterday at the gym, I was listening to Alex Jones and he was talking about people coming up to him. He took a vacation uh, in Kauai recently and people were coming up to him and congratulating him, thanking him for sharing the truth with the world. And some of the folks that came up to him, one in particular said he's been involved in working on Zuckerberg's bunker. The head of Facebook, Zuckerberg, is building a bunker. And this man says everybody's talking about it. And if the shit hits the fan and the world melts down, they're going to go straight to that bunker. People want heads now. People are fed up with this billionaire trillionaire class destroying us and our families. Anyway, side note, Charles Nenner sees Super Bowl market in gold and silver. I think you do, too, don't you? Uh, absolutely. in silver. Absolutely. And gold, too. I mean, there's a lot more gold than people understand. I've been doing a lot of research into this and there's a lot less silver. Um, silver, I think, is the number one investment. So much better than any crypto you have, anything you have, because silver is required for the future we're heading into. Anything related to high tech, you need silver. Um, I've been doing a lot of work on the silver used in solar panels. We're being lied to by at least 50% um, by the Silver Institute and the uh, uh, Metals Focus is where they get their numbers. Um, the amount of solar installations are growing. It grew at 76% last year. And the Silver Institute is trying to tell us that the amount of silver used grew at only like eight or nine percent. That is ridiculous. It is there's more silver being used in the panels today than were being used five years ago. So everything is a lie that you see when it comes to silver being abundant and available. And everything is a lie when you when you hear about gold being scarce. Um, I think all this will come out again. We need the truth. And then we need real exchanges. All we have is derivative exchanges that set the price. So it doesn't matter how much silver you use. There might be 3 billion ounces of silver left on the planet to be used right now. But you can buy every single one of those at $23.50 because that's what the COMEX price is today. It doesn't matter how much the supply and demand numbers are affected. If you can rig the price with derivatives, they're going to do it. So China is using the most silver out of anybody right now. They're just soaking up all this silver, putting them in massive amounts of solar panels that they're putting all throughout China and the U.S. can't, the, the U.S. market riggers can't do anything about it. 
because we scream at them for not being green enough. And now they're going green with all solar and they're soaking up the most important asset on the planet, which is silver. Yes. And I continue to be amused. Is that the right word? Appalled, in fact, that the controllers of this world continue to claim that silver is a $1.2 trillion market. And we talked about this last time. Everything is such a joke. We were out last night and uh, I was speaking with uh, a gentleman trying to explain to him how rigged the silver market is. And he thought that that was crazy. Well, how, why, why would they rig the silver market? And I explained to him why. And I told him that the claim is it's a $1.2 trillion market. But the only way you can arrive at that number is through paper silver, because on an annual basis, globally, there's only seven to 900 million ounces mined. And at 23 bucks, I mean, do the math, guys, call it a billion ounces, $23 billion market. And I asked him to tell me if he could name any other asset or product that trades at half its 1980 price. And he stopped and he thought, huh, so you're saying silver's cheap and I should buy some? I said, well, you might want to consider it. <laughs> They'll learn. I mean, the silver moonshot that everybody's been talking about and waiting for, I don't think it could ever happen on the comics. It's more likely that the comics will shut down due to some reason. And that reason might be a financial collapse of a too-big-to-fail bank. It might be some kind of war event. It might be nuclear bombs going off. But the I don't think we'll ever see the price of silver go over $50. But it will be, if if you are trading, if you have real physical silver and you're trying to uh, survive, you'll be able to get six, seven, eight hundred $800 an ounce for it because the market price-setting mechanism has been broken since they invented the derivative comics market in the early 1970s. It has been under the control of the bankers and will stay there until those markets shut down. The comics and the LBMA are criminal institutions that have been lying to the world. Amen. Yeah. And Gary Gensler, that Goldman Sachs pig, everybody hates Gary. I mean, he's trending on Twitter all the time, usually about resign Gary or fire Gary or put Gary in prison. Gary Gensler did nothing to stop the manipulation of the precious metals markets when he was the head of the CFTC. And then when he became the head of the SEC, all he wanted to do was make friends with FTX, the criminal, Sam Bankman-Fried, while ignoring Coinbase and ignoring others that were asking for clarity in the space. The guy's an absolute criminal. Uh, you know who's not a criminal? Bukele, Naive Bukele at CPAC. Speaking like a senator or a president of our own nation should speak. But that's not the case because we live in a banana republic. Guys, listen to this philosopher king. Someone could ask, well, so if the government can print the limited amounts of money out of thin air, why did they collect taxes? I mean, in theory, it would make sense, right? If they can print unlimited amounts of money, why would they need taxes for? The answer is simple, but it's very shocking. The real problem is that you pay high taxes only to uphold the illusion that you are funding the government, which you are not. It's shocking, but it's true. The government is funded by money printing, paper backed with paper. Paper backed with paper, just like the precious metals market. Guys, if you have physical silver in your possession, I want you to remember how valuable that is. Go in your backyard and try to dig for silver. 
Go to Target, go to Walmart, try to buy silver. Go to your bank, go to Wells Fargo and ask them if they can give you $500 of silver in exchange for your fiat paper, your Rothschild Rockefeller issued central bank currency. Guys, silver and gold, but silver specifically, is so incredibly valuable that you're being given a gift to even have the opportunity to touch it for $23, $24 an ounce. Anyway, Bukele, a philosopher king. Why don't we have a president like this in our nation, Bix? Well, <laughs> um, I, I, I think the overall sentiment is the United States wants to keep its status as like the world's most powerful country when it is losing fast. And the, and the reason we became the world's most powerful country is because of our manufacturing base back when we had a manufacturing base. And then all of a sudden it became the dominance of the dollar and we had to pull our military out anytime someone challenged it. That's embarrassing for the country. Um, read John Perkins, Perkins's book, uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman, and you can see why we're the most the strongest country is because we lie, cheat, and steal and murder people that try to take down our system. That's why Gary Gensler goes after uh, you know the Bitcoin ETFs. He did he doesn't approve the Bitcoin ETFs until his guys at BlackRock and Vanguard and all those guys who started the Bitcoin ETF, they were the ones who get to hold the, the crypto. And JP Morgan holds it for him. Gary Gensler, the head of the CFTC, was in charge of the third silver manipulation investigation at the time when JP Morgan got busted for manipulating. So he had he had his top executives on the desk of the JP Morgan trading desk while JP Morgan was literally making tens of thousands of illegal trades. And and Gary Gensler also was the, he worked for a guy named uh, Gary Ellison at MIT, whose daughter worked with Sam Bankman-Fried, Caroline Ellison, who was in charge of Alameda Research. The, the amount of people in charge of keeping this corrupt system together is very few. And Gary Gensler has been the one juggling a lot of balls and every time he comes out the most corrupt part of the entire operation we need to remove gary gensler and remove the people who work for him and and we need to get back to free markets silver can do that if if silver goes to a thousand bucks an ounce the world changes yes you won't have cheap cell phones anymore you won't have cheap flat screen tvs anymore there's more people on planet Earth that want silver to stay low than want silver to be freely traded. And that's just a fact we're going to have to deal with. And it's it's like 99.9% .9 of the population wants low silver prices. They don't know why. They have no idea why, but they do know if they go buy a flat screen TV that used to cost you know 300 bucks, all of a sudden it costs 1500 bucks because the price of silver went up, they'll understand how important silver is. That's what we're fighting against. I'm not fighting one way or the other. I just want free markets because free markets are the only way we get back to freedom. And if you want freedom in the United States of America, you tell the, the regulators and the market riggers to fuck off. Yeah, you know, and people are really getting to that point. And they're getting to that point regarding their taxes, too. There is a movement right now that's really burgeoning across this nation to stop paying your federal income taxes because they print the money out of thin air because of what Bukele just disclosed, because people are waking up to the fact that our borders are wide open and illegals in New York City are being given $10,000 prepaid debit cards by Mayor Adams because dot, dot, dot. Why? I don't know why. 
because they're trying to destroy our nation from within. So why would you pay taxes to a criminal government that's destroying your constitution, your bill of rights and your way of life? Your, in fact, your birthright. They're literally stealing our birthright. What does that mean? Your birthright to be born into this nation, to be blessed, to be born into this republic, this formerly healthy republic. Your birthright as an American citizen is being stolen from you and given to illegals, which now are murdering people. Did you hear about the 22 year old jogger, the nursing student in Georgia? She went for a jog and she was murdered by one of these illegals who had been jailed twice and released without bond. And he killed her. Fix people are getting pissed off. And if they try to suspend this election, I think the heads are going to roll. I really do. I don't think people can take any more of this. We're all reaching our breaking point. And, uh, you know, personally, I welcome it. I welcome a peaceful revolution because people are sick and tired of all of this Marxist, communist, absolute treacherous, treasonous tyranny, Bix. Take away the money and you take away their power. Taking away the money. Yeah. I, you know, I've talked a long time about let's just all not pay taxes because California is just as bad as New York, if not worse. So giving you know, free health care to people, it's not free. Who pays for it? We pay for it. The taxpayer in California has to pay for all these crazy programs of a crazy governor. So not paying taxes is tough when you're just a solo guy out there. I don't believe in it, so I'm not going to pay. And they're going to screw you over. The, the IRS is brutal. They have no real laws governing them and they'll take you out. But when you get a movement doing that, when you get everybody saying, I refuse to pay any part of my tax money to give illegal immigrants uh, money, walking around money or money to buy booze or money to put their kids through college or even this college debt relief thing that Biden gets. That's the kind of thing that enough people can get together and say, screw it. I'm not paying my taxes. And I want everybody else I know not to pay their taxes so that we all can end this crazy game. Because if they don't have money, they're done. And then they'll print a lot of it and say, oh, that's okay. We, we we have this economic crash, but we can do we can print as much money as we want. And then we turn into Zimbabwe or or the you know the the German Deutsche Mark. The the reality is we need to say no more to this crazy government. I think the best way to do that is get a bunch of people and it would take a lot to say say raise your hand if you still want to pay taxes because these taxes are going to places we don't want them to go or raise your hand and say i'm not going to pay and i i know a million other citizens who are not going to pay that's right and i think i'm so glad we're having this conversation because uh it triggered a thought the most peaceful revolution possible for our nation would be if everybody said no more stop paying income taxes to an out of control, criminally corrupt service corporation masquerading as your government in Washington, D.C. That would be the most peaceful revolution we could possibly imagine, Bix. I, I agree. You know, the problem is who's going to lead that battle, because the first person who sticks his head out to lead the battle is the person that the IRS goes after. Yeah, but there is a guy running for Congress, I believe, in the state of Michigan, who really and it went viral. He did a brilliant video. I think I played it in a past broadcast. He did a brilliant video about the fact that our government has been hijacked. It has been weaponized against us. And for that reason, he is not paying his income taxes this year. And it really went absolutely viral. The thing got millions of views across social media. So people are actually starting to take action. And Bix, before we part ways, I just want to talk about crypto briefly. You and I have known each other for a very long time. You and I had the opportunity to get into Bitcoin when it was probably below 50 bucks. 
back in 2010, 11, you know, I had guests on like Brother John F. I had guests on like ranting Andy Hoffman, who was really an early adopter. Credit to him. I was wrong. You know, I kind of butted heads with Andy over it because I was a hardcore silver and gold guy and I didn't do the work. I didn't put in the hours. I didn't read the white paper. I didn't fully understand Bitcoin. And for those who still haven't done the work, let me just give you the cliff notes. According to Michael Saylor, Bitcoin, the network, the value from the Bitcoin network is in the hash rate and the computer nodes around the world that vet Bitcoin and secure the network. And the power of that network is 10.6 gigawatts of power. Now, compared to the U.S. Navy, which backs the dollar, the military backs our dollar, the entire Navy, the nuclear subs, the aircraft carriers, the destroyers is around 4.5, 4.6 gigawatts of energy. So Bitcoin, early adoption. We should have got in earlier than we did, Bix, but I know you bought some and I bought my first in 2015 at 355. And I advised my audience to dip a foot in the pool just in case this happens. Today, Bitcoin is up $2,000 because the world is getting fed up with fiat currency in the debasement of our purchasing power. So your thoughts on uh, crypto. I know you're a Theta guy, by the way. Yeah, I love Theta. I, I think Theta is the future of the internet. But um, you know, you don't really need to get too technical when you describe Bitcoin. I remember I was against it in the beginning. And Cliff High sat me down for an hour and, and really explained how it works and what it is. And the two things that really stuck out in my mind, why Bitcoin is an amazing asset to own, is that, number one, it's limited in quantity. And we all get you know, the fiat money system. They can print as much money as they want. With Bitcoin, there can only be 21 million Bitcoin made ever. And the last Bitcoin will be mined in 2130 or like 100 years or so. I got that. I said, OK, I, I get that. But it wasn't enough for me. The next thing he said, it made perfect sense. And he said that Bitcoin, like gold and silver, is nobody's liability. It's, it's a standalone asset. You don't have to rely on any company, corporation, or government to stay in business or to maintain its value and hold value as a, as a long-term asset. So you can have companies like Coinbase go out of business. It won't affect your standalone asset, Bitcoin, that you have on your own wallet. That's why I'm a huge proponent of getting all cryptos, all silver, all gold in your own possession only, because third-party risk is the killer. And we saw it in the 1920s. We've seen it all over the place. When a, when a system falls apart, everybody goes bankrupt. The IOUs are absolutely wiped off the planet. And what are you left with? You'll still have your Bitcoin in your wallet. It's a standalone asset with no third-party liability, no consequences. If if the Bitcoin network falls down, which is all the you know tens of thousands of people who are mining Bitcoin, that could be a problem. But once it starts up again, you're back exactly where you were before because the asset doesn't change just because other people have gone away. It's a standalone asset that you hold in your own possession. And Jim Sinclair, I remember Cliff and I had talked to Bill Holter and Jim Sinclair. It was a big debate that was scheduled years and years ago. And, and Cliff and I were going to argue the crypto Bitcoin case and they were going to argue the gold case. I start off by saying, you know, it's a standalone asset, just like Jim, you've been teaching me about standalone assets. And after I started, after I finished talking, he said, oh, my God, that's all I need to know. 
That's all I under, need to understand. It has limited amount you can create, and it's a standalone asset. That's exactly why I love gold. So, yes, I agree that you guys win the debate. <laughs> it was an amazing moment. When did you buy your first Bitcoin? Do you remember the date in the year? Mine was November 2015 at around $355. And, uh, you know, it's funny. You look back on that. Why didn't I buy, you know, a bunch more? Why didn't I buy at least a dozen, 20, 100? I didn't buy. I bought a couple. But it's interesting to note that today, that initial purchase of 355 is up 500% today with that $2,000 move. So I've been beating the drum about Bitcoin as an asset class because what people need to understand is that it's not a company. It doesn't have a CEO. There is no cease and desist letter from the SEC that will affect Bitcoin like a corporation. There is no power governments have over Bitcoin and the Bitcoin network. And Bitcoin is an asset class. It's not a corporation like NVIDIA or Apple. And those corporations are getting really long in the tooth. They're bloated, right? With so much money coming into them because fiat money is looking for a safe harbor, Bix. Look, here's the thing. You and I are not young men anymore. We're middle-aged men and we've lived through a lot. We've seen a lot. Are you astounded by this story like I am? I just wish I had bought more and done the work sooner. But I was polarized and I was myopic and I was standing in the silver and gold camp. Oh, and by the way, Max Kaiser, who was a big silver and gold guy. Let's tie this whole thing together. Max Kaiser was a huge silver and gold guy. Remember the whole movement that Max started? Buy silver, kill JP Morgan. <laughs> and then he found out about Bitcoin. And now Max is a multi-billionaire. I know it for a fact because he at one point he had offered Alex Jones 10,000 Bitcoin. Well, here, here, here's the thing that you, you need to remember and you need to put yourself back in the day. Back when, when Bitcoin was $350 and you bought your first Bitcoin, the world wasn't the same. I mean, obviously, now you look back and say, I wish I would have bought more. People right now are, and you you are saying it right now, you have the chance to buy Bitcoin at $53,000. Five years from now, you're going to say, why didn't I buy my buy more Bitcoin at $53,000? It's a $53 million. I should have done it. I should have done it. The, the parameters around the time, the place, what did the industry look like? When I first bought my Bitcoin, there was no Coinbase. There was no, you know, it was crazy to do what I did when I, you know, I bought it, uh, I don't think 200 bucks. And then it went up to 1200 and then it got crushed down to un un under a hundred bucks. And then at each point in time, as it moves up, you feel good. As it moves down, you feel bad. I learned it so many times. I, I bought and sold my Bitcoin so many times in the early days because I thought I was brilliant. And then I thought I was an idiot. The reality is, this is why hodling is so important. You're going to have your ups and downs. The full understanding needs to be, go into what is money? What is the Federal Reserve note? What is the, the possibility that it lasts another... 10 years, 100 years or whatever. And what are you judging your Bitcoin on? I mean, right now, Bitcoin at, what, $53,000, you're basing that Bitcoin off fiat money that's going to be gone within 10 years. Right. So it, it's, it's, it really is. There's never, you're never going to feel fully confident that you're buying at the right time. I can, I can tell you that, you know, 10 years from now, Bitcoin will be a hell of a lot higher than $53,000. It would be into the millions of dollars but to buy it right now, it's hard. You know, are you really going to spend fifty-three thousand dollars on a, one Bitcoin that you could have bought, you know, five six years ago for three hundred bucks? But but that's the the beauty of understanding what you're buying. 
is that you're making a bet on the potential future of that investment. That's why you don't go all in. You don't go massive. And, and if you're a hodler, you understand that it could go down to one or two pennies. It could even go away. That's part of the understanding of you know, what you invest in, why you invest in it, and why people get rewarded for smart investment when it's really, really, really scary to invest. Yes. And uh, one last note on Bitcoin before we wrap this up. For those who are skeptical about it, or skeptical about anything Bix just said, Bitcoin is hitting all-time highs, I mean, off the charts, all-time highs right now in 14 currencies around the world, including the Japanese yen, okay? So when we think about Japan, you don't necessarily think about Zimbabwe, hyperinflation. You don't think about what's going on in Argentina or Turkey. Japan, yes, Bitcoin just hit an all-time high in Japanese yen. So Bix's point is a good one. The dollars in your pocket are being debased. Michael Saylor says at 14, 15% a year, the Fed might say it's closer to three, 4%. Officialdom might say it's 7%, but the dollars in your pocket are going to lose half their value in the next five years at best. In Bix, they're printing and printing and printing. They're ramping up. It's going infinite. It's like the book you mentioned, Going Infinite by Michael Lewis. Yeah. You know what's going infinite? The dollar supply. I, I agree with you, and that's why I, I, for the past 20 years, I've been screaming to people, get standalone assets in your own possession, and you will be able to survive it. If you're, if you're worried about the price going you know, up, 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 only up, you're, you're in the wrong area. If you're worried about the future value of money and how standalone assets will be equivalent to that amount of money printed, yes, you get, you get silver, and you get cryptos, good cryptos. I like Bitcoin. I like Theta. And I think everybody, everybody should have some Veritasium because Reggie Middleton has the patent on about 99% of all cryptos right now. I don't know if it will be with, upheld. I know it'll be upheld in the, in the patent world because it already has been. I don't know if it'll be upheld in the regulatory world that we're headed into. Who knows what that's going to be? But as an insurance against crypto, Get some Veritasium. It's difficult to get. You can get it on Mercatox, but Reggie Middleton's invention was amazing, but the SEC literally removed him from the playing field uh, for now. Everything's in limbo and has been in limbo for years. So keep an eye on Veritasium, but definitely get yourself some Bitcoin. And if, you, if you're interested in the future of the internet, get as much Theta and Theta Fuel as you can possibly load up onto your wallet. I do have some theta as well, but uh, this bolsters my point, guys. Bitcoin just hit a new all-time high in Norway, okay? This is going on all over the world, and it's just a matter of time before you see a similar chart when priced in U.S. dollars. Bix, you know how much I appreciate you. What a great conversation, man. Thanks for your time today. Absolutely. Very fun. Anytime and uh, should be interesting between now and election time. Absolutely. We'll get you back soon. Friends, thanks so much for tuning in. As always, a special thank you to our subscribe stars and those who take the time to sign up over at sgtreport.tv where we have a private server. And I really do appreciate you guys. I'll remind you every single day for free, check us out for free to get the antidote to corporate propaganda and all of those mockingbird mainstream media Federal Reserve lies at sgtreport.com. God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. Our government is operating like Woodstock 99, guys. Well, Sean, 
The violence is barbaric. You know, people have called what's coming across the border and the violence, they've called these criminals animals. I'm going to tell you something. Animals do not kill for sport. Animals kill to eat, to survive. What is happening on our southern border with the cartel violence and the violence of the Venezuelan gangs and the the MS-13 and all of the others organized gangs and the child rape slavery rings is killing for sport and sadistic pleasure. It is worse than anything in the animal kingdom. And we as Americans are not prepared for that level of barbaric violence.